Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Decision Hour. I'm your host, Adam Bird. This show is about philanthropy, entrepreneurship, positive thinking, and humanity. A show that will help you make a decision when your hour is upon you. Our guests share some of their experience, expertise, and stories during their decision hour. You get to hear what they are doing today and how they might be able to help you. My guest is the same way and is doing great things in the community today. And we will bring him on here in just a few moments. But first off, I want to give a big, huge thanks to Heroes Media Group, all the shows that are part of the family, and I want to give a big special thanks to all the sponsors of the network. To learn more about the Heroes Media Group or how you can become part of the HMG family, simply go to www.heroesmediagroup.com. All right, folks, grab a pen, grab a pad, because it's time for the Decision Hour. My guest tonight in this episode, I'm telling you, I'm really excited about this. I've known this guy forever, uh, latter part of uh, more than 10 years now, uh, probably going on closer to 12, 13 years. Uh, He's been a good friend of mine, a mentor, a brother, and uh, without further ado, help me welcome Mr. Tony Albertscato. Tony, are you with us? Yes, sir, I'm here, thank you. Good stuff, buddy. How you doing? Good, man. Real good. Uh, enjoying life, living life. We just got off of a nice vacation. Had a two-week vacation in the uh, in the Northwest. Uh, we visited family and saw some things that you know my boys never have seen in their life. So it was good. Awesome, awesome. Now, what part of the, the the Northwest are we talking? Like the Portland, Seattle, up up that direction? Absolutely. We did Portland and Seattle. Uh, so you hit the nail on the head. And and uh, obviously we we went up to the Space Needle. We saw some of uh, the greatest uh, mountains out there. Mount Rainier, Mount Hood. Uh, we visited family in Portland. Uh, we spent some time uh, actually at the beaches, although they were pretty cold that day. But it was nice to, to show the boys the, the Pacific Ocean and see some family and, of course, um, see some family and friends of where my, my wife grew up as a kid. So it was it was a fantastic vacation. Awesome. Awesome. And, and folks, I got I got to tell you right now, I, I envy I envy Tony. Well, I came close. I don't ever really envy anybody, really, but... But I, if close, very, very close, I envy this guy. This guy here is is just the the cat's meow, and uh, you know he's 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 got the uh, him and, and his wife, and they got two amazing boys that are absolutely hysterical. I love those kids to death. Uh, they probably have the the if there was such a thing as a perfect relationship, it, it, you would see uh, in the it, you look it up in in the dictionary, you would see these two uh, on there. They're just a great couple, and uh, I'm truly blessed. Uh, that I even know you guys. So uh, again, Tony, thanks for uh, for taking time out of your your busy schedule because I know you are a busy man. All the years that I've known you, you're always running and gunning, a hard worker, and uh, you know changing lives for the better. Well, thanks, Adam. I appreciate that. Um, you know, it uh, to me, it's it's sort of um, in my DNA to to be available for people and to help people as much as I can, especially friends and family that I'm close to and. You know, we've known each other for a long time, and uh, speaking about the relationship with my wife and I, that that gives me goosebumps because uh, it's it is hard work, and it, it's it's how we communicate with each other, and it's how we sit down at the table and we iron out goals, and um, you know, we go on vacations and we we just live life, and we don't worry about the small stuff because those things you can't control. So thank thank you so much for saying that. Oh, not a problem, bro. It's my pleasure. Well, Tony, why don't you let's let's jump right into this, bro? Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Okay. 
Well, uh, I'm uh, 38, and I've got two boys, nine and seven, Tony and Giovanni. I'm married to Kara, and uh, we've been married for uh, just over 11 years now. And, you know, I've, uh, I've been around the world with, uh, with the United States Marine Corps, and, um, you know, I've traveled to 18 different countries. Luckily, I never saw combat, um, but, you know, I was ready. We were trained for that. So, I, you know, I, I did some great things there, saw some things that most people will never see in their lifetime. Uh, two degrees, a bachelor's degree in business management, uh, an MBA as well, and um, I received those from University of Phoenix. A hell of a, hell of a program there. Great, uh, you know, great, great time with, uh, with the, the students and, and uh, of course, the faculty members there. Phenomenal world-class education. So, you know, I, I've, I've traveled quite a bit and moved my family across the, the nation a time or two, as you already know, Adam. Um, I started off in Phoenix and uh, moved to Chicago, and that's where I grew up as a kid. And then from Chicago, we went to, uh, to Tampa, Florida, I had some fun down at the beach for a few years. And now we're in Dallas, Texas, and everything is bigger in Texas, by the way. <laughs> and uh, I'll tell you, the, the, the people down in Texas are phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, it's a really, it's a really great environment for kids and and raising a family and lots of beer drinking, by the way. Um, and I know, I know, you know, a thing or two about that living in Wisconsin. So, um, but you know, it's, I'm, I'm just an average guy and, you know, I don't worry about titles. I don't worry about, uh, you know, how much money somebody makes. Um, I give everybody the time of day and, and my philosophy is, um, just be who you are and and be genuine about life and, and take care of people, uh, you know, never disrespect anybody and just make sure that, um, you know, you're a man of your word. And, and that's what I teach my boys every day. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, you have to lay your head on the pillow at night and, and, and take in what you've done that day. And if you're okay with it, then you're good to go. Some great words and great advice right there, Tony. Appreciate that. And I know our listeners do as well. You said you, you traveled the world uh, as a Marine and, uh, you know, I got, we have several Marines in, in the HMG family already. Uh, so I've, I've, you know, become accustomed to, to liking you guys more and more as of course you and I have been, been friends, uh, for so long and I just don't hold it against you. So I just, it's one of those things you overlook. Um, but <laughs> Well, you know, you know, Adam. I always say everybody can't be a marine. So yeah, well, that's a story <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's true. This guy, they they looked at me and they were just like, "Yeah, you're you're not smart enough. Go to the army." So that's what I ended up doing, I guess. So you know, <laughs> it happens. But, uh, but <laughs> so and 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 you got a, you know you you got your degrees. A smart guy. And 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 one of the things I really want to highlight with with you because you're you're very humble individual and I think a lot of people um, when they when they meet you they I think I personally think that that you would you would get that you you're very laid back but you're very driven very focused and you offer a lot and you really kind of put yourself out there to help others I'd go as far as to say is you know you take your shirt off your back and, and give it to somebody if, if it could just to see their success and and that was one of the things that I've learned when when you know Tony and I folks let me back up here a second uh to the listeners out there, Tony and I had, had uh, we met each other because we we worked at an organization uh, in a different lifetime uh, together, and um, Tony mentored me uh, going up through the ranks, and and I, I took a lot of this stuff because I saw his success, and I was like, damn, I want to, I want you know, I want to be like that guy. He's 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 got it. He's just focused, and everything that 
Tony touched was turned to gold, and which is why he was he's he's been so successful in 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 everything uh, that he's you know pursued. But I want to um, I want I want to take a, a, just a step back and 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 talk about your success. You you've seen a lot of success over the over the course of the last you know twelve years, um, and then, then there's been a, you know some times where you know, that hour of decision has, has come upon you where you've had to make a decision. Like you, you mentioned to, to our listeners that um, you moved your family around. Um, can you talk a little bit about, one, how you defined your success, and two, um, tell us about one of those hours where, you know, your, your feet were on the line or as a Marine, you know, you put your, you put your, uh, your feet on the, on the yellow, what do you guys, make you stand on like those yellow footsteps or something uh yellow footprints you yeah. have to get that right for all the marines oh, yeah, there. Yellow, yeah, yellow yellow excuse excuse me yellow <laughs> footprints and uh and and make that decision can you talk a little bit about defining what what you how you define the success and talk about uh one of those hours of decisions that you've had to make Sure. Um, you, you know, I, I, I could probably talk about this for, for a whole year because I, I know people have trouble, um, you know, making decisions in general, uh, let alone, you know, moving your whole family across the United States or uh, changing jobs or, uh, you know, make changing religions, whatever it is, there are decisions that could shape the, the way that, it, that your life is for the rest of your life. And it affects people. So not only is it a decision that is in your mind, but you've got to, you know, you've got to think about the other things and the other people that will be impacted by that decision. So, um, you know, the the first one that comes to mind is when I really started to figure out the job that I was in and I was having lots of success and I I wanted to share that with people. I wanted to coach and train as many folks as I could. Um, Some of those folks are your listeners too, uh, that I know of. So, um, you know, as, as it came down to it, I was ready for promotion and I started to look at what is it that I want to accomplish? And, you know, every, I think every man that has a family or wants to start a family starts to think about those things. And, you know, some earlier than others, uh, some, some of us are late bloomers too, but I happen to be, you know, 26, 27 years old. And, and I started to, to really feel like I need to do something better. I need to accomplish more. And, I had been a manager for, you know, four or five years. And I said, I I think I'm ready for director. And I want to look for an opportunity that's going to help me um, get myself ready for those things. So I was looking for mentorships and trainings and books and, you know, you name it, I was trying to get at it. So as I was training myself and and I talked to others and, and I'm the type of guy that that, um, you know, I, I take a page out of everybody's book and I, I try to format that to my understanding. You know, I, I believe in having other people help you too. So I asked a lot of questions and, and I may have seemed like I knew what I was doing, but it's because I asked a lot of questions. Um, I, I wasn't born with that stuff. So at the end of the day, I said, Hey, I'm ready for director. I've trained, I've coached, I've done everything I've mentored. Um, but let's do it. So let's start looking for opportunities. And, you know, I, I spoke to my wife about it and I said, Hey, you know, the, the director opportunities may not be here in Phoenix. I know we just had a baby. I know you're pregnant with another one on the way. Are you willing to move? And I don't know if anybody's ever asked a seven month pregnant uh, woman 
an, a question like that. <laughs> but Kara responded beautifully. She said, hey, look, babe, I'm on this train with you. Whatever you think you need to do, let's do it. Nice. So I said, okay, I'm going to go after it, and I'm gonna, and I'm going to, I'm going to kill the interview. I'm going to make friends. I'm going to kiss babies. I'm going to do everything that I can, and I'm going to show people that I can do this. So, I interviewed for the role in Chicago as a director, and I, I did well in the interview. They liked me. You know all the things that you hear about great interviews. And I didn't, didn't get the call right away. It took two or three days. I got the call and the guy says, okay, great. We'd like to hire you. Here's your salary. This is where your office is going to be. And I'm, I'm getting the chills just thinking about it now. And he said, can you be here in two weeks? <laughs> I said, I said, well, um, hold on one second. I look over to my wife. She's literally just done giving birth. Okay, no, no exaggeration here. So she's <laughs> tired. She's worn out. Little Giovanni is taken away into the area where they clean him up and all that. And I said, hey, um, you want to move to Chicago in a couple of weeks? And she <laughs> says, sure. So, uh, I mean, that, that's, that's how it happened. So not only did I think about promotions and think about all those things and think about me, climbing that ladder, but I also had to think about the impact that it was going to have on my wife, my one and a half year old at that time, Tony, and then my newborn Giovanni, all of my friends in Phoenix to include you, Adam, and a few other guys like Felix and, you know, all the guys that we hung out with back then. Yeah. And then all of the people that I worked with, it was so hard for me to say, you know what? Yeah, let's pick up and leave. Yeah. Because I built a strong relationship with all these people. So it was very tough for me to do that. And that was the first major decision that I had to make as a family man, let alone getting married and buying a home and all the other things that we have to do as men. So that was that was a defining moment for me. And, and once I made that decision, it seemed like the floodgates opened up. The opportunities were there. And, you know, I, I got really excited about it. I did really well in Chicago, which, which helped me build an empire for myself and understand that I could do anything. And then I ended up moving to, you know, to, to Tampa, Florida for a couple of years because at the end of the day, you, you could only take so much traffic, so much snow shoveling <laughs> and all of the things that a big city provides to you, right? <laughs> so, you know, short, short, the short end of it is, I took a chance because I believed in myself. And I know a lot of folks out there are not there yet. They're not mentally ready to believe in themselves. And I'm here to say, if I could do it, anybody can do it. And then, you know, I, I'm not the smartest. I'm not the smartest guy on the block. I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. You know, those kind of analogies. But yeah. And he's really not, folks. It, um, so, I mean, if, if literally, <laughs> if Tony can't, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> Well, you know, if you're if you're good at something, you have to go out there and sell yourself on that good thing, right? So you've heard the you've heard the term jack of all trades, master of none, right? Right. Yeah. So and that holds true in life, you know. We we don't have to be good at every single thing. Because if we're good at one or two things, man, that will take us light years ahead versus being a jack of all trades because now you know, corporate America or not, specialties are going to rule. Yeah. We're starting to see that quite a bit. You know, it, it, Tony, you bring up a good point. And, and one of the things that I really want to highlight here is, you know, what we, what we, what I call, you know, you took that leap of faith, right? 
and and uh, you know you, <laughs> Kara just gives your wife just gives birth to to Giovanni, and all of a sudden you're just like, oh hey, by the way, in two weeks you want you want to move to Chicago, and uh, that that's a huge huge leap, right? And you never would have known what you were capable of, and I honestly can and I since I can say this, folks. So, you know, I can say this because I've known Tony for, for many, many years. Tony would not, I, I don't think Tony would be where he's at right now hadn't he taken that leap of faith. Um, and, and, you know, and, and he, he wasn't afraid to do it. That hour of the, deci- the, the decision was there. His feet were on the line. Folks, you're never going to know what you're capable of unless you take that leap. You got to jump. You got to jump. If you want to figure out, or if you ever want to know what you're capable of doing in this life, jump. When that hour, when you're faced to make that decision, when, you're, when your hour is upon you, jump. And you'll be happy that you did. Well, and I would add, too, that don't be afraid to ask for help. I mean, there's so yeah. many people out there that can help us. And especially guys, we're so prideful, right? We don't want to ask for directions, <laughs> okay? Okay. <laughs> uh, we don't want to ask for help. And, and to me, that's just not the way that to, to, to get ahead in life. I mean, you should be humble enough to understand that you don't have all the answers. Yeah. So it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to take that leap of faith. And guess what? If you fail, great. You learn from your mistake and you move forward. Well, let's hope. Yeah. And let's, folks, and, and I know there's some listeners out there. You know who you are because you email me. You got to learn from the mistakes. That's the that's a big thing. Don't get up and do the same thing over and over again because there's a definition for that, and we'll talk about that in another show. But take take the leap of faith, folks. Take take that leap. You'll be you'll be happy that you did. Tony, I want to ask you. You know, I, a lot of people. And I ask this to a lot of the the guests that come on this show, and, and I get emails from different listeners uh, out there. And one of the questions I, I, I like to ask is, how do you define success? And there's, there's no right or wrong answer to this, but I, I'm always curious to hear what, how others define success. Yeah, that's a great question. I, I, I think, um, you know, over the years, I, I've had to ask myself that, you know, a thousand times at least. Because at the end of the day, most people think success is, oh, well, I did what that person asked me to do or I delivered on that product or I made somebody happy, so it's a success. And, and that's not necessarily true. I think when it comes down to it, you, defining success really means how, how you feel about what you do and is it moving you forward? So is there some sort of positive outcome? I mean, to me, that's as easy as it gets. So you don't have to make a million dollars to move positive or to, to move forward and be positive. Now that would be great. And I think all of us want that kind of money. But at the end of the day, if we're, put, if we're gonna hang our hat on a million dollars or bust, we're gonna have some pretty depressed people out there. Yeah, <laughs> right? So, you know, I, I mean, cause there's not a lot of millionaires out there and, and we're all trying to achieve that dream. But I think what a lot of us do is we forget that we should be looking inside and trying to understand what it is that we're happy about, right? What makes us truly happy? Um, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks, by the way, because at the end of the day, you're the one that pays your bills. Right. 
you're the one that raises your family. You're the one that, you know, cuts your lawn, shovels your snow, whatever it is that you do, you're the one that does that stuff, not anybody else. So you make a decision based upon what you feel and how, how that makes you feel. Right. So that, that's what it comes down to, to me is success means positively moving forward and those outcomes that you get from whatever it is that you're putting out should, should be good enough for you. Now, that's not about setting goals or anything like that because that's a separate, um, you know, that's a separate area. But at the end of the day, if you say, hey, this is what I want to accomplish. These are the things that I'm going to need to get it done. And this is what the outcome should look like. If all of those things come true, guess what, buddy? You're a success. <laughs> I, I got a smile ear to ear, folks, You know, because you see why I love talking to Tony. And I'm so glad that he's on the show with me tonight. You've heard me. You've heard me bring it up before. You got to have a, a, a positive mindset. And I've been. I've been like an open book. Those of you that that have written, uh, you know, emails to me. I've and I and I've said this on on other shows. I'm just as guilty. I have my days where I get up and it's, you know, screw the world, whatever. But then you got to. I find something in life that 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 uh, I, I got to turn my mindset around because it's a mindset. You got to be positive. If you want things to happen in your life, if you want to be happy, because let's face it, that's what life is all about. You got to be happy. Nobody wants to be miserable going through life. Be happy. Find something that makes you happy. Maybe it's, maybe you have kids. If you have kids, you got something to be happy about, right? Or, 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 or maybe uh, you, you put a smile on somebody else's face today and you saw how their reaction to whatever it was that you said and they brought you you brought a big smile you made somebody laugh it's little things in life that it's stuff like that be happy because when you're happy and you're positive you'll be surprised like the law of attraction we've talked about that before you're going to bring more positive things into your life tony i want to i want to kind of shift gears here a little bit i know as of as of recently that you have embarked on a new adventure, and yeah, yes, I sure have. Uh, it, 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 and I think it's something that that needs to be discussed. Um, and I'm I'm hoping you can kind of share uh, this new adventure that you've embarked on and how it's helping people in the community, in the heroes community. Because right now, that's you, you, it's. I will go as far as to say is you you're kind of giving back when you when you're connecting with with you know my listeners and and people within the heroes community uh, and you're sharing what you're about to share and, and the stuff that you're doing you're you're helping a lot of people right now so can you talk a little bit about that yes I, I sure can um, and I'll tell you it, it really does come down to helping people because. You know, when you when you go through different stages of life and you try to try to figure out what direction you're going to go in and, and you're trying to make the right decisions for your family and you're, you're trying to be the best you you can be. And, and that's that's hard to do on a daily basis. Look, look, I tell people this, you know, uh, if you if you've run into somebody that says, hey, I love getting up at 530 a.m. every morning, showering, shaving eating my breakfast and going into work, I'm going to tell you that somebody's lying to you. Okay. 
it, every single day we play a mind game with ourselves and we say, look, this is what I have to do. These are the goals that I have. I need to figure out a way to get it done. So when we talk about people in general, we're all the same. We're no different. It doesn't matter what skin tone we have. It doesn't matter how we speak. It really doesn't matter where we're from because we're all human. So we all have the same behaviors at the end of the day. And we all have the same needs, by the way. So I'm going to go through a couple of things with you. And, and I, I hope that I can make it as, as, like they say down in the South, clear as mud. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if, if it's not clear, of course, I can always come back on and we can do another, uh, another Q&A session. And, of course, I'm going to provide people with some ways to get in contact with me. But Perfect. Perfect. Um, my, my wife and I sat down one day and we said, look, there's there's definitely a big difference in how people feel about being attached to corporate America and then being an entrepreneur. Right. Okay. And and being an entrepreneur is it's not it's not the most glamorous thing. And guess what? Entrepreneurs are not the smartest people on the planet either. No. Nope. They're regular Joes <laughs> who say, you know what, this is what I want. These are the things that I'm going to do to get there and I'm gonna make it happen. And and along the way I can course correct depending on what the outcomes are. So we sat down together and I said, look, corporate America has done really, really nice things for me. And, and they've taken care of me because I've taken care of them. So there was a reciprocal relationship there, which of course, that's how it should be. But we know that there are stories out there and there's thousands and thousands of them where it doesn't work like that. So people are pushed into decisions because they have to raise a family. They have to pay their bills. So we sat down and we said, look, at the end of the day, we're smart enough to, to run our own business. We're smart enough to do something different where we could kind of make our own hours. We could go on vacations whenever we want and not have to submit a request for vacation. Um, you know, th those types of things um, are, are at the forefront of, of the, the conversation that we had. And it was an ongoing conversation. So we, we decided that at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's time for us to make some changes. And we decided to get into the financial services industry. And specifically what we're doing now is we are selling insurance, life insurance and annuities. And we are part of a network as a distributing organization that is called PHP agency. And we have access to over 20 different insurance companies. So let me tell you how it's different than what some of you folks are probably thinking about today. It is different in a way that if I worked for a state farm or a Liberty Mutual, I'm selling their products and their services. Well, I'm a, distrib I'm a distributor at this point with what we do, my wife and I, and we have access to 20 different organizations and insurance companies. So we can pick what fits for people instead of fitting the insurance product into that person. So in other words, deliver on the need versus just sell them something that I want to sell them. Okay? okay. And we all know that at the, at the end of the day, you, you, you're thinking about these life changing events and there's really three of them, right? So if you die too soon, 
you need a death benefit. And most people out there, over 50% of people, they do not have a death benefit. They don't have a life insurance policy. The second one is, what happens if you become disabled? You need a living benefit. Something happens to you, you have to tap into some money, and if it's not there, you're not gonna be able to pay for the bills, and you're not gonna be able to pay for the extra care and those types of things. And then the third one, which none of us ever really think about, what if I live too long? What if, what if I live into my 80s and 90s and I ran out of money? Because we all know Social Security, is, it, it may or may not be there. It, 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 they're having big problems right now with Social Security. So th those three events in life, again, if I die too soon, if I become disabled, or if I live too long, I don't think any of us really think about that unless there's a life-changing event that happens that you are a part of. A family member dies, somebody gets into a car accident and is disabled for life. Um, grandma or grandpa, is they're living a, a hearty life. They're in their 90s, but they're poor right. because they live too long. So that's why Kara and I, you know, we, we entered into this arena because it is truly a life-changing product and service. Tony, okay. I want Tony, I want I want to ask you. I got I got a question, and and uh, the question I have is: you, you talk about life insurance, and a lot of people. You said a lot of people don't have a, a life insurance policy. Why is that so important to have a life insurance policy? Because I I would think, and I and I know there's some listeners out there. I know you listeners that are out there right now listening to this podcast. Uh, you probably think, well, what difference does it make if I, you know, if I'm gone? But can you can you kind of explain a little bit why it's so important to have a life insurance policy? Sure, absolutely, and I'll give you an example too. So um, when we talk about life insurance, most people probably know this, and most people who work for a company, they pay into a term life insurance policy, okay, or a group term is what it's called. Um, basically, the company pays the majority of the premium, you pay a, a, you know, a monthly fee of 15 or 20 bucks, they're fairly inexpensive. And as long as you work for the company, hey, guess what, you've got life insurance, it's great. But what happens if you get laid off? That policy goes away. Now, you can certainly claim that policy and pay it on your own. But the premium is going to be much more expensive. So you have to think about those things. Then you have, um, you know, instead of term, you have what they call whole life, right? And people are familiar with that. Most of you probably are. Yeah. And, and that really is a policy where it's kind of a 3% uh, guarantee that you're earning every year and, and you're funding your own policy with that. And that's purely for, Hey, if I die, I want to make sure my spouse or my kids have something, okay? Okay. And then there's another option is universal life, which offers two main benefits. The first benefit being a death benefit, and that's used in the event that someone passes away. The second benefit, there's a cash accumulation, which offers about a 3% rate of return with a guarantee against loss. And these are usually used for kids or for those who do not want to risk any loss, hence the 3%. But then there's a, a universe, an indexed universal life policy, 
And this is where the insurance game has changed over the last 15 years. I, I like to say life insurance is not like your daddy's old policy that he had back in the day. This is way different now. Um, and and I, I ask this question to, to lots of people. Um, if you wanted to have 75% of the gains of the stock market and a guarantee against loss, while that stock market's going up and down, would you be interested in it? Because at the end of the day, I, I think everybody would be. So when you have an indexed universal life policy, you have anywhere from zero to 12% gains with the, without the risk of the loss. Because a lot of our 401k money or our you know, stocks and bonds money that people play the stock market with, that's in the market. And you saw what happened last week with the Brexit deal and the UK leaving the EU. Right. The, 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 mar the market took a dump, 600 points on that Friday. And the following Monday, another 300 points. So then people lost their ass on that day. And when you talk about a 3% decline in the market, that might not seem big for a country, but for the little guy, that's a lot. 3% is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and that was a perfect example. So, uh, you know, of course, and you know this, Adam, when, when, when I was laid off from my previous position in corporate America, uh, you know, almost gave me a, a sour taste in my mouth, but I said, you know what, put your boots back on, tighten up the straps a little bit, make sure that you hold, you, you hold your hand, um, you hold your head up high and, and, and get it done again, go out there and find something else. So I did that. But when, when that whole process happened, the other thing that I had to think about is, oh, gosh, what do I do with the 401k? What, what do I do with the, the $100,000 plus money that's been sitting there accumulating for years? I had to do something with it. Right. So the answer to that is to put that in, into an indexed annuity because, again, I look at the, the risk factor versus the reward. And a lot of people will say, well, you know, you should put your money in the 401k if you're young and be, be aggressive with it because if you lose money, you can make it up. Well, you know, I, I, I got tired of that old song. And at, at, at this point in my life, you know, you're, you're almost 40 years old. You're trying to think about the future and retirement. I don't want to lose any more money. So I will forego the possibility of a 30% gain because I don't want the risk of a 30% loss. And, and, and that's really what the market has done historically. I don't want to see those things because those things happen and it's very cyclic. If you look at the market over the last 30 years, it's very, very clear that the dot-com thing happened in, in the late 90s. Um, then you had the, the crash in 02. Then you had the, you know, the big ramp up um, during the, the 03 through 07 period, and then another crash with the housing bubble in, in 09. And, and you know, the last six years or so, we've been kind of going up slowly but surely, so we're primed for another big loss. But that's just what happens. I mean, it's, it's history. It's part of what happens. But a lot of people out there can't afford to do that depending on the age that they're in, especially the older folks that are the, the Gen Xers. So, Tony, are you saying that like, like slow and steady wins the race? Is that, kind of, is, is that what you're saying on this? It, it, it does. It, it does. Because if you, if you look at the different options that people have nowadays to, 
you know, to put their money uh, in something that will grow. And if you look at the things of, you know, hey, I don't want to have to lose money. I want to make money, but I don't want to take a lot of risk. I mean, there's a lot of questions that people have. So, you know, what, what I always say is you have to ask yourself a question. Do I want to be taxed now? Do I want to be taxed later? Or do I want to be taxed never? Well, never would be my... <laughs> Right. Exactly. And, and I think everybody would answer that. So we have to fundamentally think about money and investments in a different way. Okay. So you have a bank account, don't you? A savings account? Yes, I do. So most people have savings accounts. That's where they, they hold their money. I, I, I call it the vault. Yeah. Um, that, yep. That's where we, that, we don't make any money there. It's just there. Yep. It's just, you know. For rainy day. I, I call it my rainy day uh, account. Yeah. So people want to have, you know, some sort of savings to, to, to lean back on in case something happens. And, and I, I totally agree with that. And I recommend it. You've got to have something there. The problem with a savings account, though, is that you don't make any money on it. You know, most savings accounts today make about 0.1 or 0.2 percent of interest. And that doesn't even pay for the damn stamp that they send you the, uh, <laughs> the tax forms with. <laughs> So that's not making you any money. And, and, you know, back in the day, they were paying 8%, 10% on a, on, a, on a big savings account. That was great. People were living it up, right? And then the other thing was CDs, okay? So I, I, maybe your dad, I know my dad did. He put his money in the CDs back then, and they were paying 8 9 10%. And that was great because you knew that you had a guarantee there. You know, you, you know that in a year or two, depending on the length of the CD, you could make 10%. That's great. But those things don't happen anymore. And even the mutual funds now, they're not as good as they used to be because nobody believes in them. So then you move over to the tax later, what we call tax deferred or what we also call qualified money. Taxing later is those 401ks or those IRAs or those 403Bs. Right. And typically most, most people are, are used to the 401k. So you accumulate this mass amount of money, you go up and down with the stock market, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you've realized this, but in the last six or seven years, 401k has only gone up about 3%. And, and by the way, most of you listening, you've funded your own 401k with your contributions. It's not that you're getting the interest off of it. So, so that kind of money is taxed later. So once you start withdrawing, then you get hammered for it. So then you, th- then you have the tax never. And that's life insurance. Those are the Roth IRAs. Those are those municipal bonds, right? So you see right. uh, the, the uber rich people, they, they stick two, three, four, five million dollars in a municipal bond and they own the city kind of thing. We all know those folks, yeah. or, or at least their names are printed on those trailers, right? <laughs> uh, that, that you see in some sort of lot somewhere. But most people, the average Americans, municipal bonds, is, it, it's kind of out of our ballpark, right? Right. right. But the life, insur- the life insurance is in our ballpark, and it's an option for people to diversify where their money's going. And again, it's, you're, you're earning about 75% of the gains of the stock market without the risk of loss. That is the major thing to this. And, and your money is not being sent in and played in the stock market. It mirrors what that stock market does. The insurance company says, hey, we're gonna take that money, we're gonna invest in it in our own ways. And it's just like a casino. If they have to pay out, guess what? The money's there. Right. 
And I, I think I've asked you this in the past. Have you ever heard of an insurance company going out of business? Mm-hmm. Makes it sense. doesn't happen. No. It makes sense. So, Tony, yeah, I want to back up for just a quick second here. So, you got the average Joe, right? Average Joe making average money. I mean, does it, you know, to, to do this type of thing, to does it cost a lot of money to, to get something like this started? No, it, it, it you know, to me, money is relative, right? So, uh, of course, if, if I said, hey, why don't you buy this Bugatti, you're going to say, well, I don't have $3 million. Right. So, th- right. that's a different story. But it's it's relative to how we spend okay, okay. Um, if you look at the average person they're probably spending anywhere from 60 to 70% of their money sometimes 80% of their money coming in and they only have 20% left well, what happens if the water heater goes out what happens if uh, the air conditioner goes out what happens if your your kids break a bone and you have to go pay uh, you know, an orthopedic surgeon to repair that that's a couple thousand yeah, so most deal. people they spend too much so it, it, to me, it's all relative. You've got to you've got to line out what what your goals are and what your priorities are. And and to me, if we don't get this right now, by the time we all retire, we're going to be in some big trouble. So it comes down to what am I spending my money on, and and can I stop doing that and invest in my future and make sure that I'm taken care of, and not only that I'm taken care of, but my family, because so- not only are you doing it for a death benefit, but you're doing it for somebody's benefit after you pass. And these indexed universal life policies have cash value, folks. You have to understand that. And that's why it's so different than your daddy's policy back in the day. They have cash value, so they accumulate cash over time. And the average return has been 6 to 8% in the last 15 or 20 years. It's a guarantee. So yeah, you're not making your 15 or 20% big gains in a 401k or something else, but you're not losing any money either. And then as your money accumulates, if you get an average return of about 7%, every 10 years, your money doubles. So that's, that's where it's at. That's the safe place to put it. And a lot of people out there are tired of the risk. They're tired of the game. They're tired of losing. Like I lost $40,000 in my 401k when the housing market went down. And that's my fault. I didn't pay attention. Most people don't, by the way. So, you know, you, you have to look at diversifying. So I, I'm not here today to tell you, hey, this is what you need to do. What I'm telling you is educate yourself on the options. And this is a great option for folks. The index is universal life as well as indexed annuities, especially those folks out there. And I know there's a ton of you. If you've lost your job recently and you were putting your money into a 401k and you just let it sit there, you're losing money every day and you've got to stop the bleeding. So you've got to do something with it. The answer is two things. One, you roll it into another 401k, which to me is a big mistake because you're putting your money right back into the game that you just got out of. Or you diversify, you stop the market game, and you put it into an indexed annuity where you have a little bit more of a safe environment for you. You're still gaining on average, you know, uh, six to 8%, up to 12% potential. And again, at 7%, your money doubles every 10 years. And that's a pretty awesome return, if you ask me. And it's peace of mind, right? So, you know, this technology thing that's going on in the world and all the little stressors that we have, the last thing we want to worry about is what what's happening with our money. Agreed. Tony, yeah, I got listeners that are listening to this right now and they want to learn more. They want to do something about it. How can they reach you? 
Well, that, that's simple. Um, you know, I've got a couple of sites here that, that you guys could, um, to, could take a look at. The easiest one, if you're on Facebook, it's Kara with a K, K-A-R-A, and Tony Eberscato, A-B-R-U-S. C-A-T-O. I think Adam will provide that inside of the um, the blog entry as well. PHP Agency. So Kara and Tony Abrascato, PHP Agency. Or if you're doing a search, you can simply search at people helping people McKinney. And McKinney is the, the city that I live in in Texas. It's just north of Dallas. So those two ways. And I also have an email account, uh, T-K-A-P-H-P at gmail.com. So those are the three ways that you can get in, and get in touch with me. Uh, and, and I'm going to give all the credit to my wife. She's the smart one. She knows the numbers. She can run just about any kind of number for anything. Uh, she has access to all that stuff. I'm really just the, the person that talks about, hey, make a decision here. Make sure that you're thinking about these things, you know, the example that I always provide people is, um, you know, we, we have a friend that um, that when when their child was born, they um, they noticed that he had a tumor on his face. So they immediately took out a life insurance policy on him. They didn't know if it was cancerous. They didn't know anything. They just knew, you know what, it's the smart thing to do because if something happens to him, we're covered. And everything's turning out beautiful for them. And, and luckily, he, he's very healthy things are really going well. But here's the thing that I always tell people. You have to make sure before you get old, you have life insurance. Once you're insured, you're insured for life. If you make the mistake of not getting life insurance and then you get sick, they will never give you life insurance. I can tell you that from experience. The other Example is a year ago, I get a phone call. I'm in Detroit. I'm in a business meeting doing some things. Hey, your mom's in the hospital. She's probably not going to make it. And Adam, I, I've told you this specifically. Yeah, I remember. But yeah. I, I said to myself, I said, well, damn, I'm going to have to leave Detroit, drive down to Ohio and go see what's going on. And before I got to the car, they called me again and hey, she's, 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 she's gone. She didn't make it. So, you know, you have to do all the things that you have to do to take care of somebody's estate. And you, you go through the paperwork and you have all these questions and you try to figure out what is it that I have to do to make sure that I do all of the things that she would have wanted because we never talked about it. She was only 60. And I looked for a life insurance policy. She didn't have one. So guess who had to pay for everything out of their pocket? The funeral. The uh, all of the expenses to get her home ready for sale, all of the expenses to get the car listed and sell the car and all of those things. So I had to come out of pocket for that, which isn't a big deal. I mean, I had the money and I wanted to take care of her. But most people don't think about if I pass away right now, the next minute, what happens to those people who have to take care of me? What does that look like? If I pass away and I have a $400,000 mortgage, how the hell is my wife going to pay for that? Right. Well, this is where this is where life insurance comes in. And this is why it's so important for, for Americans in general to have something available. And if you don't, you have to think about it really hard and figure it out. I can answer those questions for you. My wife can too. Um, but, you know, a lot of people aren't comfortable with that stuff. And this is where I say, like I said at the beginning, ask for help. Don't don't think you know all the answers. And I don't know them all either. I, I still ask questions. Again, at the end of the day, you, you have to prepare for, for life and have the peace of mind of knowing that something's there that's available for me and my family. In the event one of those three issues happen, I die too soon, I become disabled, or I live too long. 
and, and most people don't think about it like that in that context. Tony, give out your information one more time for our listeners. It's Kara uh, and Tony Aprescato slash PHP agency. That's in Facebook. If you want to do a search, it's at people helping people McKinney. And our Gmail account is tkaphp at gmail.com. Awesome. Tony, is there anything that you would like to share with the listeners that I haven't asked you? Well, the, the only thing that I would say is uh, it was it was a pleasure speaking to all of you today. I know I can't physically see you, but I can hear you asking questions. I can hear you thinking about this stuff because it's, it's a life need. And all I would say is start doing your homework, folks. Start researching. Get on my Facebook site. Ask me questions. Give me a call. Make sure that you do something about it because you are in charge of your life and no one else. So if you're not prepared for the worst thing that could happen, that is something that you have to look in the mirror for and say, you know what? He's right. I better start looking into it. And, and I can tell you right now, the companies that we work with, again, there's over 20 insurance companies. The rates that we get are going to be less expensive than anybody that you have, your your insurance guy, your, your buddy over at whatever company. Again, we, we have the buying power with all of these organizations. So we, we will run quotes and rates for you. We'll be able to get you something um, so you're protected. And that's the bottom line. Awesome. Awesome. There's great information there. Folks, if you don't have an insurance policy and you're looking to, to save money for the long term, reach out to Tony and Kara. You need to. It's your response. It's your responsibility. And ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions. If you got a family and you don't have a life insurance policy, I want you to think about this when you're when you're listening to this. If you have a family, if you got a wife, if you got kids, you got loved ones and you don't have a life insurance policy, I want you to go look in the mirror. Because it's your responsibility. Get a life insurance policy. Because think about what if you God forbid something happens to you, what's that gonna do to your family, to your loved ones? Ask questions. Reach out yeah. to Tony. Go ahead, Tony. And, and don't and don't forget about those 401ks, people. Uh, a lot of those 401ks are just sitting there from the previous jobs. And, and some people I ask questions to, they, they've been in the wor- workforce for 30-some years. Uh, my, my, my stepmom was a perfect example. She has three 401ks just sitting out there from previous jobs. And I said, well, what the hell are you doing with that? You, you, you got to put it somewhere or else you're going to keep losing money. And by the way, look at your 401k statements, folks. You're paying three to four percent in fees on an annual basis well we don't do that okay we don't do that to folks uh, there's going to be a small fee on there it's a maintenance fee it's a half a percent to maybe a percent depending on the how big the account is but we're not taking money from you so again make sure that you're looking at that you, you know friends that that probably are in that situation where they have a 401k sitting there we also do debt and student loan consolidation to help get families back on track there's so many things that we do just reach out to us, we'll help you. We'll put you in contact with folks close to your city or state. Um, I can coach you over the phone, that's no problem. My wife can answer any question in the world. And if we don't have the answers, we're gonna find them for you. So I really appreciate your time. Strong words right there, folks. All you listeners out there, I'm telling you, this is, I've known Tony and his wife for, for many, many years, as I stated earlier. And they really do care. They're out there, they're doing the work, and they're giving back to the community, giving back to the humanity. They're watching out for you. They're watching out for your family's best interest. They want to help you. That's what this show is all about, the decision hour. It's your time, folks. Your feet are on the line. It's time to make that decision. Give Tony and Kara a call. You'll be happy that you did. I appreciate uh, big special thanks to Tony for coming out. 
on the show tonight. Appreciate you, buddy. Always a pleasure talking to you. I want to give a big special uh, thanks again to Heroes Media Group, our network that the show is on. Make sure you check out all the great shows on the Heroes Media Group network by simply going to www.heroesmediagroup.com. Got a lot of great sponsors and supporters of the network and some deals going on right now, so make sure you check them out. Again, folks, you've been listening to The Decision Hour. I'm your host, Adam, and until next time, have a good night. Oh, say can I-